بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم اغفر لنا ولشيخنا وللمسلمين أجمعين أما بعد باب ما جاء من التغليد في من عبد الله عند قبل رجل صالح فكيف إذا عبده إن صحيح it is recorded from, recorded from Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها that um, um Salama told Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about a church she saw in the land of Al-Habasha and about the images that it contained. So he said, these are the kind of people that when a righteous man among them died or a righteous worshipper, they built a masjid over his grave and they made those images in it. Those are the most evil creatures to Allah. Ibn Taymiyyah commented and said, so these people combined two fitnas, the fitna of the graves and the fitna of the images. They also recorded that she said when death came to Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He draped part of his khamis He draped part of his khamisa over his face When he had trouble breathing he removed it saying Allah curse be upon the Jews and the Christians They took their prophets graves as masjids Warning against what they did If not for that then this grave would be outside But he feared that it would be taken as a masjid Recorded by Bukhari and Muslim Jundab ibn Abdullah said five days before he died he heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam say Surely I am innocent before Allah of having taken a khalil from among you For surely Allah has taken me as his khalil just as he took Ibrahim as his khalil Yet if I were to have taken a khalil from, from amongst my ummah then I, would have, then I would take Abu Bakr as a khalil Truly those before you would take their prophets graves as masjids So to not, do not take their graves as masjids I have certainly forbidden you from that Allahu Muslim Taib. A person who Allah by way of him rectified the Arabian Peninsula and far and beyond. Far and beyond. The da'wah of Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab rahimahullah ta'ala rahmatan wasi'ah was based upon qala Allah wa qala Rasul it was based, based upon calling to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and you will find that any alim before, the, before Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab from the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the time of Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab up until our time those ulama that are Rabbaniyun that are teaching the ummah that are those who we should refer back to they are muslihun they are ones that rectify the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said bada al islam gharibam wa sayud gharibam islam started as something strange wa sayud gharibam it shall return as to be something strange fatuba lil gharaba so glad tidings to the gharaba in some of the narrations when the, when he was asked sallallahu alaihi wasallam about these gharaba he said alladhina yuslihuna ma afsadahu an-nas those who rectify that which the people have destroyed and corrupted. So the Shaykh came at a time where people were worshipping idols, people were doing tawaf around graves, they were committing shirk, they were slaughtering for other than Allah Jalla wa Ala. And then the Shaykh with his jihad of the sword and his jihad or even before that the jihad of the, uh, the, the, the tongue and the jihad of the pen and the jihad of the sword, rahmatullahi alayhi rahmatullahi wasi'ah, Allah jalla wa ala by way of him was, uh, or jalla wa ala by way of him, made him a reason for changing 
many parts of the Muslim world. Rahmatullahi alayhi rahmatan In this chapter, or the chapter beforehand, remember that I said there were four chapters that were one after the other. In these four chapters, the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he mentions the sabab or the reason why shirk came into this ummah. So he started off with that with those four chapters by saying, Babu, he mentioned that the reason or one of the main reasons why or the, behind the disbelief or the kufr and the shirk of Bani Adam is going to going overboard and being extreme with regards to the rights of the righteous people then the shaykh rahmahullah mentioned a few evidences allah prohibited the people of the book from uh, falling into uh, into ghuluwi uh, with regards to their righteous people then the prophet or the shaykh rahmahullah mentions the hadith of abdullah ibn abbas anhu in explaining the verse of allah Allah mentioned to us what they said, the people of Nuh alayhi salam, where they said, Don't leave your gods. Don't leave these people, they said. Why? Because they were righteous people, as Abdullah ibn Abbas mentioned, and then later on they made statues. So that chapter was regarding what? Righteous people who they've gone overboard in. In this hadith, in this chapter, the Shaykh said, Rahimahullah, Babu Maja'a fi Taghleed, a Tashdeed. What was the chapter title? In English. The detriment or the dangers. Of the one that worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi man abada laha, the one that worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the qabri rajulin. If a person, yani the Prophet, the Shaykh said, Rahimahullah, faman abada fi man abada, yani the fact that there are evidences that he is going to mention in this chapter that talk about the dangers and the warning that has been mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah fi man abada laha in the qabri rajulin salih. So he's going to mention the evidences that show it is impermissible to worship who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lakin next to what? Next to the grave of a righteous person. So he's saying if these evidences prohibit us from worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lakin at a grave of a righteous person then how about what is the situation of the one that actually worships, worships the person in the grave, worships the one in the grave. So this chapter, the Shaykh Rahimahullah, is referring to something which leads to shirk, min wasail shirk, things that lead to shirk. And this is called saddu, saddu dhara'i, closing off the paths, closing off things and shutting all doors that can lead to shirk. And that is a qa'idah from the qawaid of, a principle from the principles of the sharia. So the maqsood of the tarjama is bayanu ibtali ibadat salihin Clarifying the falseness of worshipping the salihin, the righteous. 
فاذا كانت عباده الله سبحانه وتعالى محرمه if the worship of Allah سبحانه وتعالى is haram عند قبورهم وورد فيه وعيد شديد if worshiping Allah is not permissible worshiping Allah not permissible in next to their graves and the fact that there's a lot of evidence prohibiting this فَكَيْفَ إِذَا عَبَدَ ذَلِكَ الصَّالِحِ How about if he worships that righteous person? نعم وَبَيَانُ أَنَّهُمْ مِنْ وَسَائِلِ الشِّرِكِ And also to clarify that it is from the paths, from the means that lead to الشرك بالله سبحانه وتعالى So visiting the graves is of three types Visiting graves is of three types Ziyaratun Mashru'a Visiting which is legislated Ziyaratun Bid'iyya A visiting which is an innovation And ziyaratun shirkiyya, a visiting which is shirk. As for the first type, ziyaratun shirkiyya, ziyara, ziyaratun shirkiyya, that uh, visiting the graves which is legislating, it is that which a Muslim goes to, or when a Muslim goes to these graves, to remember the akhirah, and to go and make dua, for the believers making dua for the believers and in order to remember mode in order to remember a day when you're going to be put into that grave the second type is a ziyara which is a bid'ah and that is when a person goes to the graveyards in order to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there so that they can Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over there, believing that it has an extra virtue by going there and worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there. And the third type, which is shirk, is making dua. That a person goes there and makes dua to the dead. And that is shirk. It takes the person outside of the fold of Islam, calling upon them al istighatha wal isti'ana. All of these different types of ibadat, so you can refuge in them, so you can rescue in them, aid in them, and asking them for your needs, presenting your needs to them. All of these things are shirk. Therefore, that type of ziyarah or that type of visiting is also what? Is also shirk. Then the Shaykh Rahimahullah, then the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentioned the first evidence, which is the hadith of Um Salama radiallahu. Anha, where Aisha mentioned that Um Salama radiallahu anha, she mentioned to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam during the end of the life of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, she mentioned that when they went to Habasha, there were churches, churches that she saw over there, and there were pictures in there and statues. Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Ulaika ida mata fihi mujadu salih wa ulabdu salih, bana wa ala qabrihim masjida." He described the situation of those people, the Prophet ﷺ described the situation of those people and he said that if a righteous person was to die among them, they would build a masjid upon his grave. A masjid meaning a place that people pray. 
a place that people pray. And they would make these surah or these statues over there. And they are the worst of the people in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the worst of the people in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this hadith, the Prophet mentions that the most evil of the people, or he mentions the situation of those people who Um Salama saw, the people of the book in Habasha. He mentioned what they did and he mentions what their situation was. That they were the worst of the people. Like, why were they the worst of the people? Shiragul Khalq. Because every time a righteous person would die among them or from them, they would build or make statues and build masajid among them, upon them. And they would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there. Where's the Mahalu Shahid? The Mahalu Shahid is the fact that the Prophet وسلم, described what they did and the fact that what they were doing was what? They were worshipping man. Who were they worshipping? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lakin they made the graves of these righteous people into what? Masajid. So they would pray in these places. And what did the Prophet say about them? They are the worst of the people. Why? Because of what they did. Because of what they did. So the Mahalu Shahid or the connection between the hadith and the chapter is the fact that these people were worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lacking in these graves. Lacking in these messages, in these churches, uh, not messages, in the churches that was a place of worship. They would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lacking. There would be idols and statues in these masjids. So the Prophet said they were the worst of the people. And in the chapter title, the Shaykh said, Rahimahullah, he's going to mention evidences that show the dangers of worshipping Allah next to the grave of a righteous person. So that is the Mahalu Shahid, or that is the connection between the hadith and the chapter. That is the connection between the hadith and the chapter. Taib. Then the next hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Wallahumma anha." يعني عن عائشة رضي الله عنها said that when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was close to his death, he would put a garment on his mouth, and then he would take off at times. During this situation, obviously he's at the end of his death. He's at the end of his life, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And usually, a person only mentions those things that are what that are important at that situation even when you're in our day-to-day lives when we're doing something important do we talk nonsense no do we joke around no we do that which is important when does a person for example you go onto social media and look around and so on when they're not busy sah? like when you're busy with something then you're going to do that whatever it is that you're doing that is important at that time so the prophet وسلم, although he was on his deathbed and there were many other things that he could have said, like he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَعَنَتُ اللَّهِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cursed the Jews and the Christians. And then he mentioned the reason why he cursed them. He said, They made the churches, the, the, the graves of their prophets into churches. The graves of their prophets into churches so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned 
that he or the Prophet cursed them due to them making mass, uh, places of worship next to and inside the graves of their prophets and the righteous people that die from them that die from among them then the sheikh says the sheikh he mentions a statement by ibn qayyim and he says that they verily combined between two fitness two trials two tribulations the fitna of the qubur of going to these qubur and making qubur or making these into masajid and tamathil and also picture making and also picture or idol making طيب. then the narrator says يُحَذِّرُ مَا صَنَعُوا يُحَذِّرُ مَا صَنَعُوا وَلَوْلَا ذَلِكَ لَأُبْرِزَ قَبْرُهُ غَيْرَ أَنَّهُ خُشِيَ يُتَّخَذَ مَسْجِدًا so the Prophet, the Prophet after mentioning why he cursed those individuals or those groups of people, what was the reason? Because they took the graves of those prophets that were sent to them as what? As places of worship. Masajid, a places of worship, not the masajid that we're accustomed with now. Like in they took them as places of worship. Then the narrator says, Yuhadhiru, he was warning who? The Prophet He was warning against what they did. Obviously, if someone is cursed for something, what does that mean? What does that entail? That includes a warning against that thing. As Aisha says, and if it wasn't because of that, then his grave would have been made clear and visible to everybody. His grave would have been made clear and visible to everybody. Meaning it would have been, it would have been buried وسلم, where the other companions were buried. Where the other companions were buried. And he's, we're going to see the dua where the Prophet makes dua to Allah that he doesn't make his grave a, a place of worship. So that is one reason why the Prophet was buried where he is buried. Which is what? What is that first reason? So that people don't take it as a place of worship and that nothing, tombs and shrines and nothing is built upon it. It is left like that. And if you see today, it is actually on the side of the masjid. And it is built in a way where there are three stones surrounding it whereby no one can see it. So even if a person wanted to make dua to it, they can't see the Prophet's grave and they don't know exactly where it is. طيب. The second reason why his grave was where it was and he wasn't moved from the house of Aisha radiallahu anha is because there's a hadith that Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu narrated in which he said that the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are buried where they die they are buried where they die so that is the second reason why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was buried where he was buried إِنَّ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ يُقْبَرُونَ حَيْثُ يُقْبَرُونَ Verily the angels, the, the Prophets they die where they pass away طيب So اتخاذ القبور مساجد as this hadith mentions what does it mean to take graves mosques as mosques or to take graves as places of worship number one الصلاه إليها praying towards the graves that's number one praying towards 
the graves. Also Building mosques next to or salat al actually praying on the qubur. Also bina'ul masajid alayha, building mosques on top of graves or inside graves. Where you've got the gra- you've got a grave in a mosque. And you find that in a lot of the a lot of masjids around the world, around the Muslim world, where they've got graves and there's a grave within inside the masjid. Hmm? If it's outside, as long as it's not towards the qibla, then it's fine. Like, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be close to the masjid. The scholars mentioned that if the grave, مثلاً, if there is a masjid that has a grave in it, obviously we can't pray in it. What is looked at is what was first. If the grave was first, then the masjid is to be moved. If the masjid was there and the grave came afterwards, then the grave is to be what? The grave is to be removed. طيب. Having said that, the Prophet wasn't moved from his grave. So, what about if someone says, and this is something that, that a doubt that a lot of the uh, a lot of people may raise today or mention, and they say that the Prophet's masjid, we see that the grave of the Prophet in there. What do we answer them with? Number one. The grave of the Prophet ﷺ is not in the masjid. And Prophet ﷺ's grave is on the side of the masjid, connected to the masjid. Number two, what they've just mentioned, or that proof that they've mentioned, it is not a proof from the Quran and the Sunnah. It is not a form of legislation. So let's say for argument's sake, the grave of the Prophet ﷺ is in the masjid. Did the Prophet ﷺ do it? Obviously he was alive, so he wouldn't bury himself. So he did not ﷺ legislate it. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislate it in the Quran and the Sunnah? La. Therefore you cannot use that as proof aslan. It is not proof. One of the foundations that we learn as students of knowledge is that proof is in found proof is what? That is which is found in the, the Quran and the Sunnah. For our aqidah is derived from the Quran and the Sunnah. So the fact that you're saying that the Prophet's gra- there's a grave in the Prophet's masjid, that is not a proof. Secondly, the grave, or thirdly, the grave was always Outside of the masjid, it was actually in the house of Aisha or on the side of the masjid. The house of Aisha radiallahu anha was connected to what? To the masjid. And we already said that the Prophet وسلم, and the Prophets in general are left where they, they're buried where they, where they die. Therefore they shouldn't have been moved. And they, they can't be moved. When the companions of were extending the masjid, they extended it from every side except for the side of the grave. It was only at the time of Walid ibn Abdul Malik that Walid ibn Abdul Malik that it was actually extended from that side. And he was from the Khulafa of the Umuyun. So he can't his action can't be used as proof. His action cannot be used as proof. طيب. Then the Sheikh says Rahimahullah, the third evidence, Wali Muslimin, 
the hadith of Jumdub he said that he heard the Prophet said say inni ilallahi an yakuna li minkum khalilun so he mentioned the first part the Prophet said verily I seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or I'm free from taking one of you as a khalil a khalil is the highest level of mahabba is the highest level of mahabba so you say khalilullah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is khalilullah and ibrahim alayhi salam is khalilullah we don't say that khalil ibrahim is khalilullah and prophet muhammad is habibullah la because you've decreased the status of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam if you say habibullah la huwa khalilullah and that is a high status then khalilullah uh, then then um then Habibullah. So he said, Lakin, if I was going to, if I were to take a person as a Khalil, then I would have taken, وَلَوْ كُنْتُ مُتَّخِذًا مِنْ أُمَّتِي خَلِيلًا لَتَّخَذْتُ أَبَا بَكْرٍ خَلِيلًا If I was to take a Khalil, a person who I love at the highest level of love, then it would have been who? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. That is a reputation to who? To those who claim that Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhu are kuffar. Those that claim Abu Bakr and Umar are kuffar. And that leads me on to what we were mentioning earlier on. From the ignorance of the Muslims is that they believe that they can be victorious through the Gawafida. If you look in history, as Ibn Taymiyyah says, Rahimahullah, in the majority of cases where you see Muslims or a calamity coming to the Muslims and being harmed and killed, you will find what? Who is behind it? The Gawafida. Alayhim min Allahi ma Go back to a person called Ibn Al-Qamah, a Rafidi. Read about him and how he betrayed the Khilafah al-Abbasiyah. And he literally put it on the plate, the Khilafah, for the Tatar. So he said, Ala wa inna min man kana qablakum. And this is the mahalu shahad of the hadith. Ala wa inna man kana qablakum. Kanu yattakhidun qubura anbiya'ihim masajida. Ala fala tattakhidun qubura masajida. Fa inni anhaakum an thalika. So he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Verily, those people that were before you, they used to take, they used to take the graves of their anbiya as masajid. The graves of their Anbiya, of their Prophets, as Masajid, meaning places of prayer. And they would build masjids in there. And you see, obviously, now you have churches, you have so many statues in there. Saint Fulan and Saint Fulan is buried in it and so on and so forth. So the Prophet said what? Do not take them. Do not take the Qubur, graves, as masajid, as houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or as places of worship. فَإِنِّي أَنْهَاكُمْ عَنْ ذَلِكَ For verily I prohibit you from doing this. In this hadith, there are three ways, or three sentences, and three points that point towards, or that tell us, how the Prophet ﷺ warned against building graves, or building masajid and mosques, on top of graves, or next to graves, or worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala next to graves. The very first is, So he وسلم, is telling us about their hal. And why is he telling us about their hal, their situation? In order to avoid it. So that is the first way. So put number one on top of, So he's telling us about them. And obviously the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Resembles the people, then he is from them. 
Also, the Prophet said, Do not take the graves as places of worship. That is the second prohibition. That is the second prohibition. For verily I prohibit you from. That is the third prohibition found in this hadith where the Prophet is telling us to not worship these idols and to not worship, not worship, to make, to place, to not place masajids or graves as masajid. Do not take masajids as places or graves as places of worship. Now, so in these three sentences, the Prophet ﷺ prohibited us from taking graves as places of worship and intending to go to these places. And anywhere there's a grave, it, that, we can't go to these places in order to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ said in authentic hadith, لا تشد الرحال إلا إلى ثلاثة مساجد That you should not travel to and go towards a place specifically for worship except three masjids. The Haram, the Masjid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Mecca, wa Masjid Yihada, and the Masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and third is what? Masjid Al-Aqsa, the one that the squatters are in now. Masjid Al-Aqsa, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify it from their filth. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now mentioned in this hadith. Then, <coughs> the Shaykh says, rahimahullah, <coughs> Shaykh Muhammad bin Wahab, فقد نهى عنه في آخر حياته ثم إنه لعن وهو في سياق من فعله نعم وهو في سياق من من فعله ثم إنه لعن وهو فقد نهى عنه في آخر حياته ثم إنه لعن من فعله نعم then the sheikh says رحمه الله يعني he prohibited it in the end part of his life when he was about to die وهو في سياق وهو في سياق means when he was on his deathbed and he was dying صلى الله عليه وسلم Man fa'alahu So he prohibited and he cursed the person that does it The shaykh says rahimahullah Was-salatu indaha min thalika And the salah or praying In these graves Min thalika Min mada Thalika Meaning it is from that It is taken by going there for salah That you've taken it as a place of worship Wa'in lam yubayin Wa'in lam yubna masjidun Wa'in lam yubna masjidun Even if a masjid is not built The shaykh says rahimahullah وهو في معنى قوله قولها خشية أن يتخذ مسجدا. So the Sheikh said, رحمه الله, it's not prohibited to go to these places for worship, even if a masjid is built upon it, and that is the meaning where behind the statement of عائشة رضي الله عنها خشية أن يتخذ مسجدا. فإن الصحابة لم يكونوا يبنوا حول قبره مسجدا. The companions they did not build a masjid around the grave of the Prophet ﷺ. We already said that happened after they passed away, رضوان الله تعالى عليهم. وكل موضع قصدت الصلاة فيه فقد تخذ مسجدا. So underline that in the mutton that you have. وكل موضع موضع قصدت الصلاة فيه فقد تخذ مسجدا. In every place in which the salah is intended, Every place that a person goes to trying to pray, fihi, faqad tuqid masjid. Then it has been taken as a masjid. So this place that we're in now is a masjid. Why? Because people come to pray. So it has been taken as a place of worship. Bal kullu mawdu'in yusalla fihi yusamma masjida. Rather, every place that you're able to pray is a masjid. 
and from the khasais, from the things that are specific to the Prophet is that جُعِلَتْ لِي الْأَرْضُ مَسْجِدًا The earth has been made a masjid for the Prophet for the Prophet <coughs> and his ummah. In the previous nations, they would only be, or they were only allowed to pray in places of worship. Places that are designed for worship, that have been built for worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like in this ummah, the Prophet وسلم's ummah, they're allowed to pray, rather they should pray everywhere. Now, that sentence there, one, two, three, four, five. These five sentences, or four sentences, is the longest speech of Sheikh Muhammad Wahab in this book so far. That's the most he said continuously, which is what? Three or four lines. Which shows that Kitab Tawheed is what? Based on ayat from the Quran of Allah and a hadith from the Prophet. If you go back, you will find that this is probably the longest that he has mentioned, or the longest line of words that he said. Then he said that Imam Ahmad mentioned in the authentic, authentic. عن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه مرفوعا إن من شرار الناس من تدركهم الساعة وهم أحياء والذين يتخذون القبور مساجدا الشيخ سيز رحمه الله that the most evil of the people the most evil of the people are those uh, who are alive at the time of the at the time of the hour and those that take the قبور as مساجد those that take the قبور of Allah the قبور or graves as masajid, meaning they take them as places of worship where they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. Naam. <coughs> Naam. So the mahal shahid in this last hadith is the fact that the Prophet sallallahu said that the most evil of the people are what? Those that take graves as places of worship. Graves as places of worship. Important points. The messengers, the messengers, sallallahu warning about the construction of messages to worship Allah at the grave of righteous people, even if the one doing so has a good intention. Nah. So the Prophet, the Sheikh says, that the Prophet sallallahu prohibited us from <coughs> worshiping Allah subhanahu wa taala at a grave of a righteous person. And the last bit is very important. Even if the person has a good intention. Even if the person has a good intention. So how did the Prophet clarify this? First of all, he said Sallallahu first of all, he said Sallallahu that they are Shirabul Khalq. He said that they are the worst of the people. Secondly, he clarified that Sallallahu by saying that they are cursed. So the fact that they are cursed and that they are the most evil of the people is a dalil or evidence that it is not permissible. Even if the niyyah is salah. Also, a good niyyah, a good intention, doesn't change an act from being a bid'ah to a sunnah. If you have a good intention, that's good. Like it needs to require, it needs to meet two conditions. That it has to be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake and in accordance to the Prophet sunnah. The prohibition of images and the intensity of the command in that regard. Now, making idols and st- uh, picture making and so on. Inshallah, there's a chapter specifically on that. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when conveying this in that he first explained it to them then five days before he died he said he said as he did then later he was still not content to what he had said earlier was sufficient. Nah. 
So the Prophet called to this during his life. He prohibited them from worshipping other than Allah and prohibited them from worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at graves. Normally he did that, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, throughout his whole life. And then he said this, so that's the first, where? Fisa'i hayati in his life. Then in another hadith that we've come across, he said it five days before his death, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in the last hadith, وهو في الاحتضار في السياق الموت and he was about to die, he also said that sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited us from worshipping graves, prohibited us from making graves a place of worship. That's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and there's a hadith that we shall see next week, where he said, pray in your homes. Obviously other than the daily prayers. Pray in your homes. Why? Because your homes do not make your homes to be what? Graves. So it shows that the all of the prayers should be done at home except for the five daily prayers and Salatul Salatul At-Tarawih So that shows the importance that the Prophet Sallallahu gave to rectifying the Aqeedah of the Muslims Note that he didn't say, listen guys, I've been giving you that for 23 years now Khalas, that should be enough for you La. From the moment he was made the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the moment that he was about to pass away Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and in between he called to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectifying the aqeedah of the Muslims so we should never think to ourselves listen we're Muslims that should be enough La. even if you're a Muslim and you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawheed do not think you're going to die on that hope you die on that make dua that you die on that the Prophet said, Allahumma yu muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Make my heart firm upon your religion. Lakin, lakin, it is important that generation after generation, community after community, we pass the word of the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the da'wah of the tawheed to one another. He forbade from doing such at his grave before he had a grave. Naam. Before he had a grave. So he warned against it where before even dying when he was warning against it he was alive so look at the prophet warned against shirk even before he died warned against taking his grave as a place of worship likewise al-bid'ah innovations how many bid'ah were the innovations were around during the time of the prophet none yet he warned against it that this is among the Sunan of the Jews and Christians regarding their prophets' graves. Nah. He cursed them because of that. Nah. His, his intentional warning for us about his grave. The reason, for, the reason for his grave not being in the open. How many reasons did, did they mention? Did they mention? Two. What are they? The first. So it was not taken as a place of worship. And the second is that the prophets are buried where they die. The meaning of taking a masjid, taking as a masjid. Now, what does it mean to take graves as masjids? To go to it for worship. To go to these graves and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. To make masajid, houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, places that are of places of worship, to build these places of worship in the graveyards. Or to build graves on top of these masajid. 
uh, to build massages on top of the graves or to pray on the grave. All of these things are prohibited or to pray towards the grave. All of these things come under taking Ittikhad Al-Qubur Masajid, Ittikhad Al-Qubur Masajidah. That those who take the massage and those who meet the hour were mentioned together. So he mentioned the means of shirk before its occurrence whilst he was dying. So, so he said that they are shirar nas they are the worst of the people. Those who are around during Yom when the hour is established, they are the worst of the people. And those who take graveyards as places of worship. He mentioned the 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 way that or the method, the means that lead to it, lead to what a shirk. قبل وقوعه before it took place. Underline that, inshallah. فذكر الذريعة إلى الشرك قبل وقوعه. So on the tenth benefit, it's on the. Yeah. He mentioned this five days before his death. In this is a refutation of two parties whom amount to the most evil of the people of innovation. Rather, some scholars have even considered them to be removed from the 72 sects. These are the Rafidah and the Jahmiyyah because it was the Rafidah that began the shirk of worshipping at the graves and they were the first who built masjids upon them. Now, so the Shaykh says, Rahimahullah, the fact that he mentioned this in his uh, just before his death, there's a refutation against the, the Rafidah. And the Jahmiyyah, and he says, he says, Rahimahullah, that they were the first to introduce or introduce into this Ummah taking graves as places of worship. Taking graves as places of worship. And if you look in the Tariq of Islam, no khayr has ever come from the Gawafid. No khayr, and it's not a political reason. You do your own research, and you will find that only evil comes from, from their way. So, in, to believe that they aid the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or they will aid the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is impossible what he was tried with during the pain of death um, the, 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 severe, the severe pain of the Prophet sallallahu death that he was distinguished with the states <coughs> of uh, Khalil <coughs> to Allah Azawajal being Allah's Khalil Naam. so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took him as a Khalil him and Ibrahim alayhim salam and the Prophet sallallahu is the best of the creation sallallahu the clarification that this is an honor greater than love. Naam. So it is the highest level of love. Love in Arabic, in the Arabic language has different levels. And the highest level is the the level of khulla. So, so we don't say Habibullah. We say Khalilullah. Khalilullah is higher than Habibullah. The clarification that As-Siddiq was the most virtuous of the companions. No. The, fact, the Prophet said if I was to take someone as a Khalil, I would have taken who? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Indicating his Khalifa. Naam, so he indicated the Khilafah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Khilafah of uh, Abu Bakr Radiallahu Anhu. Indicated Ishara. Not clear, like it's Ishara. Because Abu Bakr Radiallahu Anhu was with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam throughout his whole prophethood. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He made Hijrah with him. Whenever, Abu the, whenever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would be ill, he would lead the Salah. And he actually commanded the people to, of Abu Bakr to lead the people and when Aisha radiallahu anha said to her said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that he's a person who has a soft heart he's going to start crying in the salah and so on he's emotional the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa got angry so these things showed 
that the Prophet ﷺ was going to leave him as a Khalifa, the Shaykh saying. Lakin, it is Ishara, it, is, it points towards it, Lakin, it is not clear. Lakin, the Khilafah of Abu Bakr عنه, was established with the Ijma' of the companions, the consensus of the companions, Radiallahu Ta'ala, Anhum Ajma'een. Taib, we'll stop there, inshaAllah.